Adapting Resiliently. I am your host, Aubrey Mast. I am also the author of the book, Adapting Resiliently. I am a health coach, a life coach, an intuitive, an herbalist, a personal chef, an educator around nutrition, uh, holistic health, and using food as medicine. And you are here with me, and I am grateful for that. So today I wanted to talk a little bit about my book. It's out there. It's launched. It's here. It's in the world. It's being birthed. It has its own journey it's about to take. And that is beautiful. So the book Adapting Resiliently is available on all book buying platforms. You can look for my name or you can type in Adapting Resiliently or you can find it on my website. Um, And so the book is really born out of this journey towards what it would look like to address inflammation, um, physically, nutritionally, spiritually, socially, emotionally, and mentally, and then how we can use tools, um, specifically mind-body medicine tools, to help come into alignment or come back into recalibration, if you will. And I wanted to talk about that concept today especially as it relates to inflammation. Um, You know, in my training, uh, having a bachelor's in science and my master's is in public health and then even working on my PhD right now, uh, there has been a lot of training um, in my career around the physiology of inflammation. So what happens when we get a cut? We have, you know, a rush of inflammatory markers that get released in order to help with blood clotting and in order to help with uh, making sure that there's not an infection that spreads within our body. And so most individuals understand that there's acute inflammation and then there's chronic inflammation. And acute inflammation is not a bad thing whatsoever. We fall down and we get a cut. We want our body to release inflammatory markers to stop the bleeding, but then also to protect us from having an infection spread throughout our bloodstream. The chronic inflammation, though, is where we can get into some tricky territory. And I think the reality is, whether or not we want to admit it, just being alive at this point in time in the history of human evolution is stressful. And I think that's probably the understatement of the, the century to say, oh my gosh, it's stressful to be a human in existence right now. Like, no duh. But the reality is it is, it's stressful and we are impacted by chronic stress or chronic inflammation um, on a daily basis. And so if we zoom out a little bit and we try to challenge ourselves to think about inflammation, not in terms of just releasing inflammatory markers because we get a cut and there is an inflammatory cascade or a cytokine storm that happens. And we can challenge ourselves to think about, okay, well, where do I experience stress? Because we know within the research that when we experience stressors, our body reacts and our minds react and our nervous system reacts by releasing inflammatory markers. But we don't always have a cut, right? We sometimes just have somebody honking the horn at us and flipping us off. Or sometimes we have eating that cheese pizza that's covered in grease. We don't always have to have this acute experience of inflammation. And the chronic inflammation is really where I'm trying to get us to wrap our heads around. And so let's just unpack that for a little bit. 
Physically, we can have chronic inflammation or high amounts of inflammatory markers circulating in our system because we aren't moving our bodies very much um, or we are really sedentary um, and we have a really hard time getting up and having motivation to engage in just movement. Um, or we can be challenged uh, in terms of physically moving our bodies in the way that that relates to how we see ourselves or how much energy we have to do things in our lives. Nutritionally, we can experience inflammation in the release of inflammatory markers by really nutrient-depleted diets, which is the standard American diet. The SAD diet is literally everything that we know will create a huge inflammatory cascade within the body. So uh, the SAD diet is heavily reliant upon processed sugars, um, refined sugars, processed fats in the form of saturated fats and trans fats, which are incredibly inflammatory to our system. We have a lot of uh, simple carbohydrates, which are, which are nutritionally depleted, but are great at increasing the glycemic index, but also really great at increasing inflammatory risk factors. Um, and then we have, you know, an over-reliance a lot of times within our standard American diet around uh, sodas or pops um, and alcohol. And all of these aspects of our daily diets, whether it be drinking coffee every single day or eating a donut or having that cheeseburger, um, the nutritional aspects of what most Americans are consuming on a daily basis is extremely inflammatory in its nature. You know, current research trends show that most Americans are eating at best two servings of fruits and vegetables a day. And most of the time, those servings are coming in the form of either a juice box, which is has a ton of sugar in it, or it's coming in the form of French fries and ketchup. And none of that would actually be phytochemically rich. Um, or alkaline in the body to help neutralize the inflammation. And so we can have high inflammation just solely by focusing on what, what are we doing nutritionally? What does our dietary pattern really look like? Outside of the physical inflammation we can experience from not moving our bodies um, and the nutritional inflammation we can experience from being proponents of the standard American diet, we can also it increase inflammatory markers by our mental and our emotional well-being. In Adapting Resiliently, I break this down a little bit more around like when we get caught in these mental thought loops where we can experience a lot of shame, where we experience a lot of guilt, where we start really ridiculing ourselves and not speaking kindly to who we are whatsoever, and then mentally getting caught there. I'm sure all of you have had this experience as much as I have had where you're just like, caught in the loop and you're you've been hooked and now all of your thoughts revolve around this central theme and you don't get anywhere but yet you're like hooked on keeping your thoughts there right that type of um a, a mental processing can be really triggering and especially if we have any type of anxiety or depression these are all related to what's happening within the gut brain access um, access, not access, access. Um, and that is indicative of how much inflammation is circulating within our body and then how is our gut brain access 
able to deliver neurotransmitters to help with neutralizing uh, the depression or the anxiety or the inflammation, the stress, the turmoil that's happening mentally on these loop patterns, right? And then emotionally, we can experience inflammation within this broader sense of the term by having emotional reactivity where let's say somebody in your day-to-day um you know says something and you get triggered and then emotionally instead of having a bad five minutes you have a bad rest of your day because you are emotionally reactive to whatever that trigger was and there is actual research that shows that when we have emotional uh, patterns that leave us really angry or really agitated or really reactive or we're in mental thought loops that make us really anxious or are very guilt-ridden or shame-ridden, that they can stimulate our body into going, hey, I think we're under attack. Okay, let's send the troops, the inflammatory troops to help protect us, right? So this chronic inflammation can really become a theme of our existence, not only from the physical and the nutritional, but also from the mental and the emotional, because we're we're bombarded by stressors day in, day out, whether it be from being in a pandemic or virtually existing in the world or your workplace or your family. Um, and that brings up the last two areas of inflammation that I look at within the book around spirituality and um, social health. And so with spirituality, you know, inflammation takes this broader sense of the term. Whether, are you aware of who you are intuitively? Are you aware of your intuition? Are you aware of who you are as a sacred and sovereign being? That is a really big question and a very esoteric one at that to start contemplating of like, who is my best self? Do I know this best self? What would I look like? What, how would I operate? What choices would I make as this best self? The more we've come out of alignment with our truth, our integrity, who we are, and what is our most sacred work to do in this life can be a place of stress and inflammation, especially if we are no longer listening to our intuition. If we are um, aware that this relationship is really horrible for us, but we keep staying anyways, right? Or we are really cognizant of the fact that, you know, uh, you really desperately want to create, but you don't do it, right? There's these ways that we can choose, um, and we can participate in our lives where we're disconnected from our, our highest selves. And then socially, we can experience stress and inflammation by lacking social support, being in a state of loneliness and in isolation, or having uh, a social system that's not supportive whatsoever where we feel like, I can't really tell them everything that I want to tell them. I can't be vulnerable with them. I cannot share who I actually am. That can create internalized stress and internalized inflammation. The reason why I think this concept of inflammation is so important is because we know within research that the more inflamed we are, the more we have higher amounts of chronic inflammatory markers in circulation within our bloodstream, the more weakened, the uh, more uh, we contribute to the weakening of our immune system function. When our immune system function becomes weakened, then we're not able to feel as well as in our bodies because we're more susceptible to illnesses. And when we don't feel as well in our bodies, then it's really difficult to make these changes to come into alignment with our most sacred selves or to come into alignment with whatever our concept of vitality may be. 
So in adapting resiliently, we really look at where are these areas of inflammation within our physical self, our nutritional self, our mental and our emotional well-being, and our social and our spiritual selves. And then what the heck do we do about it to neutralize inflammation? Because my, my point of view is really that if we want to talk about self-actualization and self-efficacy, having the belief and the power and the control to make long-term changes towards our lifestyle so that we can be that sacred, most sovereign self that's experiencing optimal vitality day in and day out, we have to neutralize chronic inflammation. So we take any of those six areas and we start working on how do we neutralize inflammation within those areas. And here's the beauty of integrative medicine and functional medicine and using mind-body medicine is that they're all integrated. You're going to start tackling your nutritional inflammation and all of a sudden go, wait, hold on. Emotionally, I'm having some reactions here. Hmm, wonder what that's about. Or... I'm tackling the fact that I don't have social support and all of a sudden I'm aware of these mental patterns that are coming up. And they're all deeply integrated within our ability to neutralize that inflammation, but also to come into this like clearing away of who do we deeply desire to be and how do we deeply desire to be our most healthful selves. And I think that's probably one of the most important places to start is that every single individual that gets called to this book of Adapting Resiliently and gets called to the bigger work in the world of self-actualization, self-realization, the awakening to the most sovereign aspect of yourself in your, in your life that you want to create, we all begin in varying parts. For me, I began nutritionally because my background is from Indiana and I just asked, Food is the thing that makes the most sense in my world. So that was the easiest place for me to begin this journey. But very quickly, I realized it's not just food. It's the mental, it's the emotional, it's the social, it's the spiritual, it's the physical. It's all inter interrelated there. And that's, that's the piece around adapting resiliently is that we all get called to this journey towards uh, self-awakening, to the contemplation or the pre-contemplation of what what and who would be our most sacred and sovereign selves in our own ways. And it's just up to us to heed the call. And so my hope with the book um, is that it can really help not only bring clarity around all of the ways that we're all chronically experiencing inflammation and the ways that we contribute to being inflamed in our bodies and how it brings us out of alignment, but also how then we, how do we then become aligned? How do we experience vitality? How do we actualize or start to contemplate what would my best self look like? Who would that best self be? And it's a reclamation of uh, our mind and our body and our spirit and really reclaiming how do we want to be in the world? How do we want to show up? Not for others, but how do we want to show up for ourselves if we believe that we are deserving of alignment, and I really believe that is every single individual's birthright, is to, to be aligned so that they recognize who they are, what is their sacred work to do in this, in this life, and to be able to feel what it feels like to be optimally well, to be in a state of vitality, to have energy exuding from you, to call in and to receive that which you want to create in the world. This book is a journey around the physical, 
as much as it is around the spiritual and the energetic. It is a way of diving into our own resiliency of being human beings in a time period where we're being asked to not just be humans in the physical form, but being humans that are really trying to align ourselves towards sacredness, towards sovereignty, towards being enlightened, enlightened and aware to really contributing to the change that we deeply desire and we deeply need in this world. There will be more I'll talk about as we break it down within Adapting Resiliently and I start moving through. Um, the book is available and the uh, ebook is also available. The imprint book will not be shippable until the beginning of June or July. I apologize. That's my error. Um, and there is a couple of courses in the works that should be out in the next couple of months. And I am open to hearing from all of you that are listening or that are watching around your experience and your journey towards uh, adapting resiliently and what that's meant for you in addressing your own inflammation. You can reach me at adaptingresiliently at gmail.com um, and my website is adaptingresiliently.com and on it there is a lot of resources and a lot of information around what resiliency looks like as it relates to our most sacred selves. I'm grateful for you tuning in and joining me. Thank you. Blessings.